the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. the Nick D podcast and it is on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Uh, this is a special uh, episode, a special bonus episode. Normally we have episodes every Tuesday and, and Friday, uh, but this is a bonus episode and it is uh, the first live show that we ever did in front of a crowd. Uh, we uh, recorded this show at the Flashback Weekend Horror Convention on Saturday, August 6th. Um, as part of the Flashback Weekend Convention, which is a great, great uh, horror convention that is just a blast. And uh, so many great stars and so many great people were there. And uh, Esmeralda, who is my co-host on uh, this uh, podcast, and I were on stage live in front of an audience at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. It was on Saturday afternoon as part of the Flashback Weekend, and we had some special guests and a lot of fun. And, uh, and this... Yeah, is our very first live podcast event. And my thanks to everybody who made uh, it so much fun, and my thanks to everybody who came out to be with us. It was fun, and here are the results. Uh, this is what it was. This is our very first live Nick D podcast. I enjoy it, but first, I do have to say this, as we always do, before we get to the Hyatt Regency for the Flashback live episode, I say congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. So, um, my name is Nick DeGilio. I'm Esmeralda Leon. And we host the Nick D Pod. Ooh. <laughs> How about that, huh? Pretty cool. This might be the best moment of my life. Uh, so we host the Nick D Podcast at RadioMisfits.com. If you don't know the podcast, what's wrong with you? Why are you in here? I mean, uh, there's chairs. You can rest. That's right. That's what it is. It's really hot out. We came in. <laughs> don't know who these two jagoffs on stage are, but we're here. Um, so thank you guys for coming out. How many people raise your hand if you actually subscribe and listen to the show and all that stuff? Look at that. That's nice. Thank you guys so much. Hey, before we get started, fuck WGN. Oh, yeah. Not the TV, though. I like no, the TV TV side. side. No, actually, because the same guy runs it. I know, but they're 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 okay, though. (laughs) I like them. Uh, Anyway, had to get that out of my system. Was never able to say that before. Hey, I'm on WLS now. And it's really good in the morning. And then uh, uh, anyway, I'm on Steve Cochran show review and movies uh, uh, with him now. So you can hear me on that regularly. But thank you so much for uh, checking out the podcast, RadioMisfits.com. There's a lot of really cool podcasts there. And I wouldn't be able to do it without Esmeralda. Oh, come on now. Yeah. 
How many people have never been to the uh, flashback convention before? It's the same ones that raised their hand that were my fans. <laughs> Real fans would have come to this earlier. I've only been doing this for 20 years. This is Esmeralda's first time, too. I know. I raised my hand. Yeah. I hope oh, you're enjoying it. I you am. Time? I'll tell you something. I've never seen this many people. I've been doing this for 20 years. And on a Saturday morning before, um, you know, 11 o'clock, it's usually pretty crowded. I have never seen this many people here. And it's all because of this. Yeah, yeah. That's, people were here at right? 7 a.m. just right. for us. They were sleeping in the street for Esmeralda. It's not for, you know, Robert Englund. No, he DJ sucks. Souls. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys are, uh, I, I, I hope the people who are here who have never been here before, you guys are horror film fans, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk horror movies here. Uh, for a little while, and then, uh, and then, you know who's coming up here uh, at one o'clock in a little bit? PJ Souls and uh, John Michael Graham. Yes, give it up for them. They are both in Halloween. They played uh, Linda and Bob in Halloween, and they both get murdered. And I think, I think actually, John has, I think the the best murder in the original Halloween. The whole like lifting him up and sticking him to the wall with a knife. And there are so many great stories around that. And so many great stories. And PJ Souls, by the way, I mean, like, you know, I've told her this before. We've shared this before. She helped me get through puberty. Oh, wow. I mean, she's no, she gorgeous. Yeah. She still is. I mean, oh, my God. Please. She's just to be like, shut up, man. Well, no, but, you know, rock and roll high school. She's running around in those little short shorts. Yeah. Rock and roll high school, <laughs> Stripes, Carrie. Um, Halloween, Breaking Away. I mean, these are like seminal movies. Like, you know, like 14-year-old Nick was like, I like PJ. So, and that's how I act when I'm around her. You'll see when she comes up on stage, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> She'll have to smack me around. But I wanted to talk about horror movies and just like what movies like scared the shit out of you when you were growing up. Like, what were your favorite horror movies? And really early stuff, like even TV, the moments in entertainment, the moments in movies and the moments in, in, in TV that just really scared you. The first time you remember like being really scared. So I know you're not a giant horror movie fan. No, but I have watched plenty of horror movies that have scared me shitless. Okay. Yeah. She hasn't <laughs> shat in 12 years. It's it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Saves money on toilet paper. Yeah. Um, I want to say one of my first, the one of the, okay. So my brother had decided to trick me. I was a small child. He tricked me into watching Pet Cemetery because he told me it was a comedy. <laughs> It was not. It's not. No. I mean, is there humor? Maybe. When that kid gets hit by the truck, it's hilarious. Hilarious. But specifically, it's the guy with the, the head wound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, not massive head, head wound Harry from the Saturday Night Live. No, that's not. It was just a lot. It was very His brain was hanging out. And the whole, yeah, that. Um, that I, remember, I remember seeing Pet Cemetery, And I thought, I think Pet Cemetery, the, the original, I actually think the seat, the, you guys like the remake too? Am I, am I nuts for liking the remake? Cause I think the remake's pretty good. Um, but the first one, there's stuff in it that I really like. But have you ever read the book? I have not. In my opinion, if you guys agree with me or not, that's the scariest goddamn book that Stephen King has ever written. Like that book scared the crap out of me. Like I literally at one point went, yeah, <laughs> I put it down and went, I'm going to church. And I don't even believe in God. I said, I'm going to church. But so the movie, but Fred Gwynn right there. Right. Gift from the Lord, Fred Gwynn. 
So, but so, so Pet Cemetery, you're Pet young, Cemetery. your brother's a jag off. He yeah. tricks you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about what was the setting? Oh, no, it was that we were going to watch a movie. I remember. And he's like, it's fine. It's a comedy. And I was like, okay. How <laughs> soon into it did you realize it wasn't a comedy? I mean, when? About two minutes. Well, when did they get like real into it, though? Well, shit starts to happen pretty soon. Because they don't show you the little kid. They just, you know, well, kind of gets, allude the, to it. Get, what is it, about 20 minutes in when, when the kid gets run over by the truck? But there's nothing. They're bad parents, by the way. Really bad parents. Kids running for five minutes before they run out to the highway. Oh, look, Cage is in the street. Oh, shit. He's dead. Well, his name is Cage. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, an aside, the kid who played Cage, the little bastard. Yeah. Cage. Um, he was here as an adult a few years back. And when I was still drinking, um, I got shit faced with the kid from Pet Cemetery. It's one of my one of my one of my thank you applause for that. Yeah. Yeah. I got drunk with the kid from Pet Cemetery. Bucket list. <laughs> Done. Checked off. No, yeah, we were out we were out by the zombie army bus. You guys you regulars here at the at the flashback convention, you guys know the zombie army and you're still sober? Uh but the zombie army bus used to park outside and I was out there. This was back when I was well, I'm still an alcoholic, but I'm a recovering alcoholic now. I'm a recovered alcoholic. But uh but I would you're never not by the way. You're always an alcoholic. Even if you're not drinking. But anyway, uh, not to get all bummed. <laughs> How many people have their 30 day chip? Anyway, um, so we were out there as you're wont to do, getting shit faced. And all of a sudden, he's an adult now. And I'm like, hey, because I freaked out because he still looks like the kid, you know, who gets run over by a truck. And then I'm like, hey, you're the kid. Play, hey. And, we, and he's also, isn't he the kid in New Nightmare? Yeah, yeah. So I got drunk with that guy. He's the. Penis and vagina kid too, right? From kindergarten cop. Well, he is, oh, okay. Yeah. That didn't come up. <laughs> Some other stuff did, but that didn't. I'll tell you, he's a goddamn lightweight. I can tell you that much. Aww. I drank his ass under the bus. Oh, poor little kid. And he but he was home under the bus. See what I did there? Because he was under a truck. And all right. All right. So Pet Cemetery. What else Pet scared cemetery. you when you what else? Um I remember watching and I feel bad because the Jasons are here, but it was one of the Jason movies. It was the one with the kids. You they, can they help rock because the... these people will know. Yeah, yeah. By the way, they will know not only what movie it was, what scene it was, what second it took place, all okay. that shit. Well, it was the whole it was the whole movie of Jason. Um, I was visiting family in Mexico and I was up late watching this movie and um, I was also at the time sharing a bed with my mom because there wasn't enough room. So I'm watching the Jason movie and it's the one where all the kids, all the like the orphan kids and they go to the, they're at like that weird camp or whatever. Is that five? That scared the <laughs> it's It really. Flashback it, everybody. Five, five, dude. Five. Don't fuck with me. It's five. It That one for some reason just. It what happens something. in that one? Who, who, what? Is that, is that the psychic girl? That goddamn. Okay, take it easy. Shit, I haven't memorized every frame of of a goddamn Jason. No, man, that was seven. Shut up. What happens in five? Oh, that that's five. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dude pretending to be Jason. Oh, really? Well, the fake. So Jason, you can't then. blame Kane. He didn't do it. Okay, good. I'll, <laughs> I won't bring it up then. No, you'll be pissed. <laughs> I wasn't in that one. Fuck you. 
But it, it scared me so much that when I then went to bed, I started like, and I sleepwalk. So I started. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I've worked with you. How long have I worked with you? I, I will sleepwalk and sleep talk sometimes. This is outstanding. My, my, um, I probably shouldn't say anything, but my boyfriend, Colin, he has uh, audio of me sleep talking. It's fantastic. He does. Uh, you probably shouldn't say anything. By the way, the, the guest before us admitted to sleeping with Jonathan Demi. So I think we're okay. But it, it sparked something where I kept like wait, like thinking that there was like any noise or whatever. And I'm like in a sleep, but then I would like wake up halfway and then get up and walk around and then realize, wait, wait a minute, I'm okay. And then go back to bed. And that happened multiple times that night because of that movie. God damn. Now, was it Jason specifically? Yeah. So, was I mean, it hockey masks and shit in your yeah, head? Yeah. And, wow. you know, murders. Oh, those things. <laughs> Just all of it. And then I was, you know, what, and I was in a strange, strange place. What's and... the scariest movie you've ever seen? Not like as because those were children when you were a child. As an adult, <laughs> uh, are there movies that you saw as like a, an adult that scared the crap out of you? Um, yes, but this but it, this is going to be weak sauce, uh, I think. Weak sauce. In terms of like all the horror movies. But Final Destination really Which freaked one? me There's out. Which one? The first one. First one. Okay. And it's more, I think, because I have, there's that whole fear of death and the fact that in that movie, death is just like, no, 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 we're going to come get you. I So Final Destination. Also the thing with the wood, that wasn't. I don't remember. The only Final Destination that I remember is that I I I don't like those movies and I'm sorry. People are going to kill me. For you, man, you got to like them, especially 37 minutes into part four. It's awesome. Um, Part two, the first 10 minutes of Final Destination 2 is like the greatest first 10 minutes of any movie. Have you have you guys have you guys seen Final Destination 2? How fucking amazing is that highway destruction in the first 10 minutes of Final Destination 2? Is that Wait, is that with the wooden Yeah, with the Oh, logs. that's that. That's the one you saw? No, no, no. I've seen the first but I've I've seen that bit and now yeah. I that's all I think of whenever I'm on a highway. The like first, I immediately move over. There have been there have been times when uh, when I have just been like, yeah, I'm kind of bored. I'm just going to watch the first ten minutes of Final Destination Part Two twenty times in a row. Screw the rest of the movie, but that first ten minutes is unbelievable. So that's the Final Destination. Yeah, that, those movies give me the heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. I uh, the first movie that I guess I'm a little desensitized. Uh, if you if you're a regular listener to my podcast or if you know who I am, you guys know that my dad took me to see The Exorcist when I was eight. In the look at those people, oh, child Wait, services a, on the phone right now. Uh, was that an uh or an ah? Uh? Oh, that explains a lot. I Baby's think is first what, movie. So I so I was eight, and it was the story was that like I had seen a ton of movies at that point that were completely inappropriate because my dad was taking me to see movies when I was about five or six. Mm-hmm. R-rated movies, blood, guts, black exploit. I saw like Shaft when I was seven. And thought it was the greatest movie ever. And these were all in the big theaters downtown in Chicago. If you're not from Chicago, we used to have these big, giant, beautiful movie palaces that in the 70s were shitholes filled with rats. And they showed terrible movies sometimes. And it was awesome. It was the great. That's how I grew up watching movies. And so I had seen really inappropriate movies. And I was way into horror. By the time I was seven, I was head deep into it. Peter Cushing was my hero. And I love the Universal Monsters and all that stuff. And so I really wanted to see The Exorcist. And my parents went to see it as every human did in 1973. And um, my mom was traumatized, like to the point where yeah. she literally had to leave the lights on when they came home. They were like, I can't sleep. I can't do anything. And she's like, I forbid you from taking our child to see this movie. 
And she and she told him, you if you fucking take him to see that movie, we're divorced tomorrow. You know, like it was like that kind of thing. And so I was like, Dad, take me to see it. He's like, all right. How many so, days? How many days from that warning did next, he then? next week? Wow. Okay. So my dad, I'm like, he's like, right, I'll take you. I don't give a shit. I'll take you. So I'm like eight. He takes me to see The Exorcist. And it scared the shit out of me. OK, eight years old scares the crap out of me. And and although I don't think it's the scariest movie ever made. So that, that was an early one. OK, scared the shit out of me. And then the, 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 the capper of the story is so we don't tell my mom. So we're like, I don't. And he's like, don't tell your mother I took you to see The Exorcist. Like, I came home white as a ghost. like, <laughs> And she's like, what's wrong with the kid? Nothing. We saw Herbie, the love bug. He's fine. The, 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 the car fucked him up. He's fine. So uh, I'm freaking out. And, I'm, and finally, we keep it a secret. So literally, I'm on the radio. I used to be on this really shitty radio station called WGM. Anyway, um, I'm on the radio literally 30 years later. And I'm telling this story. And I might have been telling it to you. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm telling the story. I'm like, yeah, my dad took me to see The Exorcist when I was eight. My mom and dad are listening. My mom goes, you did what? 30 years later. And my mom's like, I cannot. And she now, to this day, will not let him live it down. So, How? So what about The Exorcist freaked you out? Like, what was the point where you're like, uh, mm, no. Oh, uh, shit. Everything? I mean, Exorcist, you guys scary? Yay or nay? Yeah. I mean, when I, she's crawling backwards. The, the for me that, the scariest like, the scariest shit to me was like I mean when I was a kid now it's hilarious no that crucifix scene that's hilarious <laughs> um I think it was the the just like the the way she looked and the voice that came out of that twelve year old girl like, really yeah your mother sucks cocks in hell I'm like oh I didn't even I didn't when I was eight I didn't know what that meant I, I think like, that was kind of she fun. does what with with what <laughs> I didn't know so that was that scared the crap out of me. But when I was a little kid, the Universal movies freaked me out, but I still love them. But I was like, I dove in. But the scare in my favorite horror movie of all time is different than my than the scariest movie. Okay, they're two different things. My favorite horror movie of all time, the best horror movie I think ever made, is John Carpenter's Halloween. And I'm not just saying that because PJ is going to be up here. I Carpenter's Halloween is the greatest horror film ever made. Um, but the scariest movie of all time, I think. <laughs> Captain Comedy, everybody. Yeah, Showgirls. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. Um, Suspiria. The original Suspiria, to me, is the scariest movie ever I, made. I don't even dare try to watch it. Okay. When I tell people that, it, like, people who don't know, like, you guys know. You know, like, I mentioned Suspiria. Like, that's lightweight bullshit. That Italian guy can't direct traffic. Um, but I will say this. The, this the, it's the original. The remake. I mm -hmm. like the remake. I know like, I catch hell for that. I like it. It's a completely different movie, but I like it. But... I, every time I tell somebody Suspiria is like the scariest movie, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. And then I always have to go, well, hold on a second. Hold on. And you guys know what I'm talking about. I always have to go, okay, if you expect like a normal movie with a normal story that makes sense, it doesn't happen in Suspiria. It does not make a lick of sense. If you're going to watch that movie and go, well, this logically would never. No. Like at one point in the movie, uh, it is revealed that in the middle of this dance uh, school in the middle of Germany, uh, that in the middle of this dance school, the studio, there is a room inexplicably just filled with barbed wire. Like for no reason. Like what? I've seen that scene specifically. Where she's the barbed wire. Yeah. I, yeah. 
But it's, I mean, but you don't you don't ask about it. You know what I mean? Because when you're in the when you're in the moment, that's the scariest shit you'll ever see in your life. And then when it's over, you go, why was there a room filled with barbed wire? It's to teach him a lesson. That's right. Because it's full of witches. But no, I think Suspiria is the scariest movie ever made. I do. And I, and, and and so now let me let me get to, before because we're going to have uh, we want to get PJ and John up here to talk about Halloween and stuff. But uh, but so so you would say so do you just stay away from horror movies now in general? No. Yes and no. Yeah. Have I'm, you seen like like the stuff that really went over big that everybody kind of saw? Like when Blair Witch came out, did you see Blair Witch? Yeah, I saw are Blair you, Witch. Are you anti or pro? Uh, I was fine. But mind you, when I did see it, I had already seen that it was whatever, you know. It was fake. And that, that it yeah. happened. I was like, oh, yeah. well, it got ruined. Because people, that's another. I brought that up because it's a very divisive movie. Because you either hate Blair Witch Project or you love Blair Witch Project. Uh, how many hate Blair Witch? Okay, leave. I think Blair Witch is great. I think it's brilliant. I'm I'm pro Blair Witch, but that's why. I, thank you. Was one, yeah, the guy who made it here. Yeah, but um, I, well, I don't enjoy you know like the hostile movies and that kind of. You don't stuff. like the torture porn. I cannot. Uh, no, thank uh, you. I'm I'm not real hot on that either. Some of it I think is a. I liked Hostile. I'm not a big Eli Roth guy. Well, I liked uh, Kevin. Wait, actually, I, I am. I don't like him. I like his movies. I think he's a douchebag. I would, I would just honestly, I would rather watch an old school, yeah, horror movie. Uh, you can't go wrong. Here's the deal: you can never go wrong with an old Universal or or a Hammer movie. You can't go wrong. Like if you're like, eh, I don't know what to watch, eh, Hammer. Anything. Here's the deal: Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, you're good. You're always good with that. With the classic stuff. So I'll take an I, I Nightmare on Elm Street scared me and uh, was. The to first, me also hilarious. The, f- hilarious. the first nightmare is the best of all of them. The first yeah. nightmare is fucking terrifying. To this day, it's terrifying. And my second favorite is New Nightmare. Those are the two. Those to me, New Nightmare to me is the scariest outside of the other ones. The sequels are fun and they're great. And, I, and I, man, if I diss any of them, you guys are going to run up here and smash it. I was going to say, you don't know, like Freddy versus Jason. Love it. Love Just it. I love it. All the quips that Freddy has. Yeah. That's what I that's what I want. Well, that was the thing when when it first started, when Nightmare on Elm Street first started and and Robert would say this, he was not quipmeister. He was not the wacky right. guy he turned into. At that time he was like scary child molesting yeah. psycho who did not make smart ass remarks all the time after right. killing everybody. And then with each movie he got to be one liner Freddy. And he'd be the first to admit that. That's why I still like the first one the best because the first one is a straight up horror movie. See, and I like the let's murder someone and then have like a funny thing about it. Yeah. I enjoy Okay. <laughs> I was like, All right. Well, listen, I want to hear from you guys because this is going to be on. By the way, I, you know, I should have fucking said this at the beginning of the thing. Uh, <laughs> we're recording this now and it's going to be a podcast this week. Uh, so uh, make a little noise. We've tricked you. Don't say anything incriminating. I should have said yourself. this at the beginning. You guys would have been a little more enthusiastic. <laughs> It's like, well, there's a chance I'll be heard. But there is a there. You will be heard because this podcast is going to drop sometime next week. Uh, Radiomisfits.com, which you should check out and everywhere on every platform everywhere. Um, and I want to hear from you guys. So let's uh, Hey, Dan Housen shirt, man. Very nice. <laughs> Very evil. Uh, sorry, that was a little wrestling thing for you guys and the wrestlers. We had a mic here. I just want you to guys to come up and share with Esmeralda and I uh, and you know, the podcast audience who will listen to this, come up to the mic, scariest movie you've ever seen. Come on up. Not all at once. Jesus, don't tear the building down. 
Scariest movie you've ever seen. Very quickly, I don't want to hear a dissertation, okay? Twitch of the Death Nerve. Twitch of the, I'm sorry? Oh, the, the Italian. Nerve, and they reissued it as Last House on the Left Part 2. Last House on, you're going with Last House on the Left Part 2. Yeah, but it was originally. By the way. What it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is an audio podcast. You have to tell people what that. Oh, says. right. Sorry, it's a podcast. That's right. So, See, this is why this I. Is my, audio this is only. why my podcast sucks when she's not on it. Because she's like, "Hey, moron." Uh, yeah. Anyway, what it does says, it say? It says uh, to avoid feigning, just keep repeating to yourself. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. One of the greatest and most memorable um, advertising gimmicks used in film history, because like Last House on the Left was so terrifying that in order for the audience not to pass out, they would have to go, oh, God, it's only a movie. It's only a movie. I mean, I still have to do that. So. Yeah. And you would not like Last House on the Left. Oh, no. Oh, boy. No, right? No. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. Okay, one, one more. Did you ever see Torso? Torso? Of course I've seen he Torso. women, but not all in one piece. Not all in one piece, right yes. Here. Not no, Okay. Scariest movie. Come on. Come on up. There's like a mic right line. here. Scariest movie. Scariest scene, too. Yeah, if you want to jump up, tell me your scariest. What's your name, dude? Ben. Ben? Yeah. Yeah, great movie. You were a great rat in that. A, I'm sure you've heard that before. Was, I'm a jag off. Go ahead. It was the first Nightmare on Elm Street, the scene where she's taking the bath and falls asleep. The scene where what? Where she's taking the bath and she falls, falls asleep. asleep and Freddy's. Oh, yeah, giant. and then it yeah. comes yeah. up. It gave yeah. me an irrational fear of taking showers and closing my eyes for years. Oh, man. Scar scarred me for life. So you've never bathed since? Never. Bruce. Cool. I can smell you from here, pal. Um, okay, cool. For me, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the 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 moment in that movie that scares the shit out of me the most is the body bag uh, scene where she falls over and then her hand flops over and mm. her legs go up. They drag. Oh, shit. That's good. Oh, I'm sorry. I swore. And there's no oh, there's kids in here. God darn it. It's fine. They'll have to learn <laughs> it. Some give me point. The finger. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Hey, buddy. Speak up. Hi. What's your name, pal? Tyler. Kylan. Tyler. I can't hear you. Tyler. Tyler. Damn, this one down here is feisty. I'm gonna kick my ass. All right, Tyler, what, what's your my favorite horror movie of Tremors? Tremors? Tremors. That's man. a good one. Yeah. Right? I mean that Tremors? giant. I actually was in a uh a drinking establishment a few days ago nice, and they were nice. playing it. They were playing Tremors on They were the playing TV? Tremors. It's yeah. frightening that damn hey, worm. Can Oof. we can we hear it though, by the way, for Fred Ward passed away? Yeah. What? Yeah. Remo Williams, man. The adventure now is not going to begin uh, anymore. Thank you, Tyler. Ty hey, Tyler Durden, everybody. He's in your head. Okay. <laughs> Come on up. Speak up into the mic. What's your name? Hi. Ooh, my name is Mo. Mel? Uh, Mo. Mo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Even <laughs> with the mic. I'm sorry. Shit. I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. Um, I don't scare easy, but I think when I was 11, I saw the grudge for the first time. And that noise that she makes, the, ah, yeah. that'll still make me panic. The, <laughs> the grudge. grudge. Have you seen that one? Yes. <laughs> What's the yeah. bad, bad memories about the grudge? Yeah, no, I agree with you. When it's bodily sounds, people making weird kind of noises, because then you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah. And then, you know. It got to the point, though, when they kept making those movies and then, you know, the, the Japanese films and then the remakes and stuff, it got to the point where any young girl who was wet was scary. You're like, any, yeah. any, and a girl who's like 12 who comes out of the shower, you're like, oh, ah! oh, God. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't, no, not in that way. It's not like I was worried about the cops showing up. Yikes. 
Also, yeah, another 12-year-old in your shower, Nick? Oh, shit. Also, yeah. tween girls are frightening in general. Like, they're a, they a frightening are. bunch. <laughs> Where? Do you like the craft? Have you seen the craft? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Those are teenage. Yeah, and those that's per oh, all that revenge on all you those gotta love that damn movie, right? popular girls. Yeah. Craft, guys. Yes. I love that movie. I'm a 57-year-old man. I shouldn't like that movie as much as I do. She's going to kill me. Okay. What's your name there? Fisty. Bella. What? Bella. Bella? Bella. Bella? Yes. See? Bella. <laughs> Bella. Like, wow. like your parents are going to name you Fella. I am a jagoff. Okay, go ahead. What do you got there, Bella? The thing. Which one? The original. Yeah. So the black and white original. So the not the John Carpenter one with Kurt Russell. Yeah, not that one. Uh, wow, dude. Girl. <laughs> You're a girl, right? Even though I, I called you Bella, she's going to kick my butt. So you like the original black and white, the thing? Yes. Wow. Nice. That's some street cred right there. How about that? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Are you her dad? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy couldn't deny it faster. No, no. Oh, he's your dad's oh, friend. Dad's friend. Okay. Okay. Thank you, dad's friend. Thank you, Bella. See, that's you, good. Teaching them the classics. Yeah, that, no, no, that's cool. That's they got to know where they came from. Yeah, those are both great, by the way. Those are, there is no wrong answer when it comes to the thing, except for the prequel. There is no wrong answer when it comes to the thing. Russ, you don't know the prequel. No, I don't. Good, you're a good person for not. <laughs> hey, what's your name, buddy? Dean. Dean? Yep. Shit, I got it right. Good job. That's right, you got One it. One syllable, so. The hell What's is going so on? Yeah. Uh, uh, this is going way back, yeah. so you'll remember it. Salem. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you just said what now? You said this goes way back, so you'll remember it. Yeah, you'll remember it. Bella, who's like eight, just said she liked the thing. But know, I'll remember it? How... Okay, buddy. Um, Get this guy's yeah. name and number. He's getting kicked <laughs> out of this hotel. Security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you, I'm sorry. Uh, Salem's Lot. The uh, vampires tapping at your window. Absolutely. Fucked me up for a while. Damn right, right man. So, All right, Dean. Take you. care, buddy. Thank you. Oh, you'll remember that. You're old. <laughs> well, up. do you? Of course I do. I was mm -hmm. 50 when that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> Escape from New York. All right, man. How you doing? My name's Sal, and we also have a podcast, The Last Three Rows of Horror. Nice. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. What, what's it called again? The Last Three Rows of Horror. Okay. It is a podcast that they are plugging on my fucking podcast. <laughs> this is a. This what's is, it called again? The Last the Three Rows of Horror. Correct. Is it's, it available on all platforms? Take your time to rate and review the last few rows of horror, and tell them they suck. Ah, uh, okay, we'll take I'm that. I'm kidding, dude. We'll Last three rows of horror. You've just okay. got now four plugs. <laughs> okay, I got to say the scariest is uh, The Exorcist. Yeah. But uh, the most disturbing is two of them, uh, the Siberian film and the Human Centipede films. And what? The Human Centipede. Oh, oh no. Movies. I hate those movies. Oh, you don't like those? No, we're Why? done talking. Mm -mm. You got to plug in. We're done talking. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Hannah. Indiana? Hannah. Oh. <laughs> You listen, what Hannah? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and I thought I was hard of hearing, but okay. She's got a mask on. Sure, that's good. Yep, that's a good reason. Um I, and I, yes. I really love the A twenty four films. So like Hereditary, Midsummer, those ones. Great. Okay. Are you yes. single? Are you single? 
No. Okay. Because <laughs> she just said the A24 films, and I know there's a lot of people who hate the A24 films, but fuck you, because the A24 movies are great. Hereditary, what did you say? Uh, Midsummer. Midsummer. so you like Ari Aster. Yeah. Uh, how about, did you see Men? No. It's fucking great. I will give you another X. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, this, and, and uh, Flea comes out. Uh, the prequel comes out. By the way, here's a, I saw one that comes out next week. A24, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Outstanding. Oh. Oh. Outstanding. Do you like Pete Davidson? Sure. Okay. Do you, okay. How many people like Pete Davidson? Fuck him. Okay. You'll like the movie because he gets killed in it. Oh, good. And I'm not ruining it because that happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, even better. So anyway, yes, A24. I'm, so that's, to me, uh, the current most important uh, studio making movies today is A24. Not only because they're independent, but they make great horror movies. And they really and they also did Marcel. They did Marcel, the the, the yeah, shell with shoes. Yeah. They did. Uh, I didn't like it, but everybody else on the planet likes is that uh, goddamn uh, everybody. Everyone everywhere, everywhere with I the hot dog. It. Yeah. But they did that, too. I so, love yeah. it. Good. Good. Thank you, Hannah. Those. Well, all those A24 movies, too. When I was when I've seen the one I saw Hereditary and then Midsummer. It's a lot of like, come on. That's a lot. That's just after so many well, scenes. Like, Kate, what? She mentions her, her, hereditary. Mm-hmm. I personally think that in the history of movies, Tony Collette's performance in the history of horror film, one of the greatest female performances in the history of horror movies. She's unbelievable in that movie. Yeah. She's got a good face for all those facial expressions. I am your mother. I feel like I've seen that, that before in my scared, mom. That's, that, that's the last movie that truly scared the crap out of me, was Hereditary. That was the last movie where yeah. scared the crap. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, I, we, have to, we have to bump you because look who that is. You see who that is? Oh. It's Rich Coast. Oh, wow. Hi, Rich. Uh, this is a surprise. Everybody, it's Rich Coast, Fenguli. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. We've been uh, shooting some stuff around here. We're having a great time, and uh, it's nice to see you back here. Thank you. Yeah, I missed last year. I've been here yeah. since 2002, but I missed last year. It's a long story, but thank you, buddy. And I sure. get to hang out with you, and I missed last year because I get to introduce you every year at the uh, at the costume contest. That's right, and also, he's the only one who understands my jokes most of the time, so I missed you laughing in there. Right. I'm your, I'm your personal laugh track. Well, thank goodness for that. I hello. need it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we just thought we'd stop in and say hello. Surprise guest, everybody, Rich. Thank um, you. So tell everybody uh, at the convention where they can see you. They can get autographs, pictures, and all that cool stuff. Uh, we're going to be signing in about, uh, I want to say, an hour. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Right out in part of the lobby, I guess. Yeah, is. the foyer is what they call yeah. it uh, outside. Right before that, we're doing the celebrity photo ops. Um, later on, of course, we do the costume contest, right. which is always fun. Right. And then we'll probably be just wandering around too, getting uh, some of the celebrity people for little interviews for my show. Yeah. So that was so. Uh, but you want to see Rich one thirty uh, for celebrity uh, right next door the uh, the uh, the celebrity uh, professional photo ops, uh, and then uh, unprofessional photo ops, which is <laughs> that happens all the time. The word unprofessional oh, kind of fits in with us. At well, time. yeah. Look at me. Come on. <laughs> Let's face it. And by the way, I, I do want to mention, in case you're not here tonight, you are showing, I just talked about Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, and you know how I feel about Peter Cushing. I do, what indeed. Are you, what are you showing tonight? It's the curse of Frankenstein. It's hammers. Thank you. 
It's Hammer's version of the original Frankenstein movie, the one with Boris Karloff. But in this one, the monster, of course, is Christopher Lee. And it was really one of the very beginnings of Hammer's full-color scary movie cycle. So it, those are always great movies, and I hope you'll uh, tune in tonight at 7 o'clock or, if you're on the East Coast, 8 o'clock. But you're not on the East Coast, and so you're sitting right here. What am I saying? Anyway, and don't forget this Tuesday, and you're going to think this is a joke, but it isn't, uh, around 1.30 at Serenity Park in <clears throat> Berwyn. They're doing a big event where the mayor is going to actually give me the, as they put it, skeleton key to the city. So, if, thank you. If, if you want information on that, just go to spinguli.com and click on the appearances tab and you can find out. Let's hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> this face will run. It will be so <laughs> disgusting. Most people see my face and run. So, oh, you know, that's, ah, yes, sir. I'll Nick, for you, thank buddy. you so much. I love you. I'll see you later, Ron. Yeah. Esmeralda, nice to see you. Rich Coe's everybody. If Rich would have said that, you would have laughed. Okay. Uh, I'm so I'm sorry you got bumped, but you got bumped for oh God, it's you me. know him. Can you understand oh how annoyed God. I am at the fact she's, that that just happened? <laughs> she's part of the Sven family, by the way. <laughs> wow. Is that how is that for timing? I couldn't even see. Well, Don, the mayor was laughing when he saw that I was standing here and you bumped me. How I'm sorry, but this is really funny. She knows some people very intimately yes. that are involved in the Spingley family. She knows Rich personally, <laughs> and I bumped her for Rich. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, Jim took a picture. We'll laugh about, about it, it yeah, later. We've got pictures. Of Hi, Jen. I forgot what we're doing. Is this? Oh, I've got two now. Okay. Um, it took that long. Uh, see, now I lost it. No, and I'm a horror. When uh, the original, when James Brolin is looking at the house and he sees the the, the, pig. the pig in the window, yeah, ended me. Yeah, that was the worst. And the second is, and I don't know how you people feel about Jaws, but Jaws finally seeing because I'd only seen the edited version for a long time. The first time I saw the unedited, and I saw Alex Kintner get it by that shark with yeah. this thing flapping in the oh my god yeah that ruined probably the ocean forever 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 you know there are people that can't swim in swimming pools because of jaws well that's just nuts that's just stupid yeah yes yeah they're jagoffs do you like jaws it could come through the filter are you jaws um, <laughs> no that those are great movies i just it also reminds me how terrible people are yeah they also just the fact that like hey there's a giant shark killing people it's fine it's hey, fine. the beaches are open, Murray Keep Hamilton. Open. Murray Hamilton with the anchors on his goddamn jacket. <laughs> By the way, you know, say thank you, Dan. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm sorry that your friends interrupted you. It's their fault. Don't blame me. Okay. Uh, by the way, one of the things that... By the way, Jaws is, is being re-released in IMAX. The original nice. Jaws is being re-released in IMAX and in 3D. Oh. So they, a, a good movie in 3D by, with Jaws. Now, uh, end of September, I believe. It'll be, in, it'll be in theaters everywhere. Thank you. All right. Hey, very evil. Very, very nice. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, the original, not the remake of The Omen. This, the, the, the music the itself just scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And th yeah. that's what did it for me. Yeah. Are you now scared of small children? Uh, no, not anymore. No. Hey, not, anymore. <laughs> not afraid to go to parties or no. anything like are that. You, are you afraid of plates of glass? Uh, no, not okay. anymore. Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> the original Omen. Cool. Yes. Thank you, buddy. Hi. Hi. Hey. So glad to hear your voice again, by the way. Oh, thank you. 
Uh, I'm Rachel, and this technically isn't a horror film, but Return to Oz uh, when I was a kid. And <laughs> the wheelies, the wheelers, the headless queen. I mean, the Re Return to Oz. How many have you ever seen Return to Oz? I have not. Oh man! Should I? Oh yeah! Yes! Oh yeah! It, uh, a lot of people would say anybody uh, besides. What? I'm sorry, Rachel. Yes. Uh, besides Rachel and I, anybody else in here like Return to Oz? Well, healthy portion. Yeah, people hate that movie. I think it's better than the original. That's just me. Oh, that's deadly silent right there. <laughs> oh, I just screwed with somebody's childhood. You should check out Return to Oz. Feruza Balk is in it from The Craft. Oh, okay. Of course, Wait, she's eight. But... Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Hi, what's your name, buddy? Hey, I'm Steve. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one of my scariest moments is The Shining when the the woman in 237 pulls the shower curtain yeah. back. Yes. When she pulls the shower curtain, because she's hot at that point. Or when she's hugging him, and then she's 100. Well, it's a, it, the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> but, but just the, in the way Kubrick does it, when he comes into the room and it looks empty, and then you can kind of see her behind the screen, yeah. and then the hand. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Yeah, so. The Shining. Music is great. You know, the uh, another a little quick uh, preview. Uh, my my friends over at the Music Box, Music Box Theater here. We're in gonna Chicago, be there. They're doing. Oh yeah, they're oh, yeah. doing uh, a, a a Stephen King fest. Are you part of? Are you part of it? No, but okay. I'm just, we're, we're, we're um, and uh, one of the nights they're doing a double feature of The Shining and Doctor Sleep back to back. Yeah. yeah, that's a long night, but it's a good night. Thank you, buddy. Hey, is do is PJ here yet or no? Jesus, these people I guess have to, no. <laughs> have to hear, they have to hear us talk now. All right, we're waiting for PJ. PJ Souls and John are they're going to be here. I promise you, because <laughs> people are coming in going, "Who are these two jagoffs on stage?" I want right. PJ Souls. PJ. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? My name is Gus. Gus. Yep. Uh, for me, arachnophobia. Oh yeah. I still cannot eat raisin bran to oh. this day. Mm. <laughs> still cannot eat raisin bran. Well, okay, you just no. I don't like spiders. No, they're frightening. I've slowly tried to commune with them but if they're if i see them in my house it's i somebody has to kill it for me i'm sorry yeah stay in the walls okay don't uh don't come out and show your are face. you is it is that true of all insects or just spiders yeah you know you, you could cricket no roaches no no so you've, God, not seen, no you've not seen creep show no you guys like creep show i'm not i think i and i i know what you're talking about nah man Nah, man. I was uh, once in in Cancun. I was in Cancun once, and um, taking a shower, and there was a giant cockroach right by the door. I was for a good ten minutes just standing there. I could not get out. Just would not leave. No, I mean, it what wouldn't are we leave about? either. Was it the size so. of a Buick. What? Yeah, no, they're big down there. Yeah, that's right. That's true. They're giant. So no, I couldn't deal with it. No, and they can you. drive cars, I think. Mm -hmm. So okay, yeah. last one. Last one. So I got a couple here. One is from when I was a kid. Yeah. The one that fucked me up the most as a kid was when I first watched I Know What She Did Last Summer and Ben Willis is in Helen's Closet. Yeah. I was afraid of my closet. Okay. And you yep. said one more? Yep. As an adult, it was the scene in Insidious when Rose Byrne goes into the baby's room and sees the face behind the curtain peering through the window. That stuck with me a while. There you go. All right. Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody. We appreciate that. And again... This podcast will be uh, will be dropping sometime this week, and we appreciate you coming out. And thank you so much. And by the way, if you're fans of the podcast and me and Esmeralda, in in all like sincerity, thank you very much. Really, seriously, thank, thank you. you yeah, because you don't got to listen to us. 
Well, now, uh, now some some really cool people are going to come up on stage, um, and I am so thrilled to uh, bring them to the stage. Um, from the original uh, John Carpenter Halloween, uh, the one and only, the great PJ Souls, hey, thank and you for doing this John and, uh, Michael. This will be the Graham. second time that you've done my podcast in a week, PJ. Yes, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I had to say it first. Yeah, before everybody else does. Uh, well, thank you. Do you uh, do you like doing the conventions? Absolutely, or uh, totally. <laughs> um, this is your what third time here. At yes. Fashion. Yes. Yeah. You, it, 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 does, uh, it's Chic- grown. Oh my gosh. Does Chicago treat you right? Oh, absolutely. But you know, I never get out of the hotel. But <laughs> it's, well, it's 150 degrees outside I today. Know, so so you're I don't okay. want to. You're yeah. Good. John, John, how often do you get to Chicago? Have you ever? You're, you're this is my very first time. No kidding. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you like totally. the hotel. Totally. There you go. <laughs> and I'm not going to get to do anything either. I have to get home. I have a little puppy that I have to get home to. So I got to get in and out. Get in. Okay. All right. Well, um, but we will try to have deep dish pizza, right? That's the thing. I'm a thin crust guy, but that's true. me too. Thin so crust, cut in squares, as God intended. Right. Um, so let's start. Boo, you're not from Chicago. You are not truly from Chicago. Um, okay. I, I from, from from each of you. How did Halloween uh, come to you? Let's start with John. John, how did yeah. how did how did you uh, get Halloween? The part of uh, I, Bob. I was a young, frightened actor. I was, uh, let's see, I'll be, I guess I was 18, 17, 18, and went out on an audition for my agent. And I was lucky enough to uh, get the call to go in. And I believe I have PJ to thank for this. Um, in fact, you could probably yes, tell the story. There were three guys, and John, after I did my audition, asked me if I would help pick out my boyfriend. And there were three guys, and I said, "Oh, I like this guy, John Michael Graham." So, <laughs> what was the audition process? Like, what did they have you do? Um, well, it was unusual with this one because um, I got to read with the director, John Carpenter. Usually, you meet a casting agent, and then the next time you come back, and then you get to read you know, in front of the director, but I actually read my scene with John. And at the end, uh, he said, you got the part if you want it. And I said, of course uh, I I want it. And he goes, yeah, well, you're the only one that read the word totally the right way. (laughs) And I said, how else would you say it? And he said, that's why you got the part. (laughs) But I did hear that he had seen me in Carrie and had kind of specifically thought of me when he and Deborah were writing Linda. So I was very flattered to hear that. But. So that's unusual for you to uh, you know, audition for the director. Oh, absolutely. And to read with the director. Usually if the director's in the room, you're reading with the casting agent, which sucks because they're really bad actors. <laughs> As you know, right? <laughs> they are. So, And acting is what is in between the two actors. It's not so much the lines or, you know, but the, you can't really get anything going with a person that's not an actor. I mean, sometimes it happens. It's magic. But for the most part, the casting director is reading the line like this, and then you have to come back with yours. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. So yeah, you're not getting I'm that. I'm surprised I wasn't connection. reading it that way too. No, you weren't. DJ was a, a celebrity at that point, also. <laughs> no, so, I was not. <laughs> well, to me, you were because I'd seen you and stuff. Oh, you know, so okay. Like, well, I'm sure good. I was Aww. terrified to meet you. <laughs> to, to jump off on, on what Esmeralda asked for, uh, what did they make you do for your audition? And you have a there's a fantastic story involving your audition that I think uh, you should tell. There is. There is. I don't know. Yes, okay. okay. Thanks a lot. You better oh, no. <laughs> What is the fact? Tell me that. Start me off. Uh, what are you wearing on your? Uh... 
Oh, the glasses. Yes. Okay, well, that wasn't the audition. Exactly. Oh, okay. But, I'm sorry. But when it got to being cast, I was wearing I I was wearing my glasses that I wear in the film, which are not that similar than these, but they're darker. Yeah, more mysterious. The um, <laughs> they wanted me to wear black Ray Bans, which in 1978 was the uncoolest thing you could possibly wear. <laughs> Um, and who knew like three years later, they would have been the coolest thing you could wear, <laughs> but I was wearing my big seventies glass and I was like, do I have to wear those? Cause that was like what nerdy kids wore at that yeah, point. You were cool, Bob. So I was cool. Bob. I right. know. Doing the <laughs> what, team with Linda. <laughs> um, so, so, and luckily John or not John Carpenter said, sure, wear your own glasses. That's fine. So those are my glasses. I have those glasses still. I That was my shirt that I wore in the film. I was like wearing my own clothes in the film. Well, I was too. Don't rip my blouse, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, I just bought it the day before and it was expensive. True. Those yeah, are true and, words. And the shirt I was wearing when I'm dead on the hang up on the wall, they had to cut a, cut the back of the shirt out. Oh. So there goes my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> did you get uh did they buy you a new one at least no oh. <laughs> but i think you got lunch that day lunch maybe <laughs> maybe we got lunch yeah the joys of low budget filmmaking <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that leaves. was remember pick up the leaves we that all was... had to pick up the leaves at oh, the yeah. end of every yeah, show yeah that's, that's a great that's good yeah the, three the garbage leaves. bags full and we all were deborah's like come on pj i'm like okay <laughs> and because you know obviously southern california in october is a little bit different than illinois right yeah, so you guys had to throw leaves around. We had to throw leaves around. And they were they were expensive leaves too, according I, to Deborah. I, I, I do want to mention, um, you mentioned Deborah Hill. And I think um, when we talk about this on, on my podcast when you were on, um, I think when we talk about Halloween, uh, when you mention John Carpenter and his contributions to the movie, you need to mention Deborah Hill. And I don't think she gets enough credit for the movie and especially for the strong female element in that movie. And what was it like to work with Deborah and the other two girls? Because the relationships that those three characters have are so strong. And a lot of that had to do with Deborah, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was written in the script, the friendship. But from day one, from meeting um, at the casting offices and taking those pictures where you see the picture of us on the stairs, that was actually just us coming to meet and greet and say hello. Um, we just started giggling and laughing. And we were all different ages. Of course, Jamie being the youngest, 19, and it was her first movie. Um, uh, Annie, uh, Nancy already had one child, you know, I was just uh, married. So uh, it was an interesting dynamic, but we all acted like high school kids and best friends from the beginning. And Deborah had written the female parts and she's the one that came up with the totally. And I also said I would push it and add a few more totallys, but tell me if it begins, it becomes annoying. But on the set, you could always see Deborah and, uh, and John kind of in hush, hush, whispering and talking. And I just thought it was such a a lovely relationship that the two of us, the, the two of them had, and it made for a very intimate uh, film set. And I really appreciated that having done TV work where it's not intimate at all. Um, and then also having filmed with Brian De Palma, and that was a big splashy studio picture. So it was just a really nice work environment. And of course, Deborah, uh, you know, we weren't used to at that point seeing, you know, women in such a uh, a serious role as a producer and a co-writer, but she's 50% of the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Esmeralda, you, uh, heard, heard, you uh, heard something about like her death scene specifically. Oh, right. I'd, I'd heard that um, you, you, you tried to make it a little longer, more screen time with your, <laughs> with your, 
<laughs> exactly, because that was going to be, you know, it's a wrap on PJ, and I didn't want to hear those words. So as the camera was going out, and I could see John kind of going like this, and I was just going. <laughs> and then just when they thought it was over, I go. <laughs> how many how many takes did you do? Well, for that whole scene, we did three, but the first two I've told people that I've been signing that I was laughing so hard because Nick Castle, who was under the sheet, kept tickling my throat with the cord and it's just really tickling. And I swear, if they had the outtakes, you just hear me going. <laughs> I'm like, John, I can't die this way. And I said, Nick, do it a little harder. He goes, I don't want to hurt you. I said, you're not going to hurt me, but I can't do this if you don't put a little tension. So I had to had to really act through this one because he never did it hard enough. But anyway, so now every <laughs> it worked time you out. Watch Halloween, you're just gonna go. You're gonna count the seconds on her going. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and that was no, so sad because then they yeah, went. Yeah. It's a wrap on PJ. And it went. No. Esmeralda, you made an observation about uh, about Michael when you recently rewatched Halloween. You know, before we were gonna do this. And it was, you know, like some people just think that like he's known as the shape, but um, you, you think that he's a very clever, right? Prankster. Everyone thinks he's kind of just like a, he's the that figure that just a dummy who just wants to murder. But the way he tricked you by one, he had to get a sheet from somewhere, cut yeah, holes in it for the eyes, exactly. then right. grab your glasses, right, and then think she's gonna think it's him and not me like that's smart that's he is a smart master. murderer yeah. yeah he wanted to see what i would do now why wouldn't linda not too bright rip this you know pull the sheet off yeah to reveal bob and say where's my beer but no <laughs> and she you never got your lori like what's lori gonna do <laughs> get me a beer lori Seriously. <laughs> uh so uh uh were you guys both uh, surprised at the reaction? I know it took a long time because now you know you're, you get a you get an immediate reaction when a movie comes out. Uh, yeah. But it took a long time for Halloween. First of all, it was released slowly around the country. Like we didn't get it here in Chicago until November of uh, of 1978, and it opened in like September and October across the country slowly. And then it really did not start to take off for months. So what was it like on your end as actors in the movie, like waiting to find out, are people, do people like this? Or? Well, for me back then, I wasn't really thinking of, okay, well, you know, is the movie going to be a success? I don't know. We were young actors. We just were hoping that we did well in the parts that we did and we would get another role. And uh, our agent was able to tell the casting agent of the next film, hey, she was just in this film and here's some footage because you would, you know, hopefully get a little reel going and have a scene on there. I don't know if I did from Halloween, but... Um, I think there was some knowledge out in the casting world about that movie, but it did take a while. But I wasn't ever thinking success because we don't we don't uh, get any of the profits of it. We just get the hope that we get to be cast in another movie and and hopefully the movie does well. So, but uh, I, yeah, I, I thought it had turned out to be what I expected it to be, which is just show and then go away quick. Because <laughs> I've told people while I've been here that. I just thought it was probably going to be the worst film ever. So you didn't see it. He's talking about, so you hadn't seen no, it. No, I, I did see oh, it. And then I was like, the well, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I did see it, but I thought, oh, it's good. But then I thought, well, I guess nobody else seems to think it's that good. And it was a shock. And it still is a shock. It's a constant yeah. shock yeah. that you're all still here. And still <laughs> here. I mean, it's a good film. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's surprising that it's lasted 
and it's it, a classic. You know? No, it is, and it, it is. I remember when it came when it came out because personally, it's the movie that changed my life. I was 13 years old when I saw it, and like when it was, it was oh, and better I, than good. I had yeah. seen, I had seen. No, it's better than good. <laughs> <laughs> and I had seen it. And, and I had seen it, and I and I remember actively walking out of the theater and looking at the poster to see who the director was mm-hmm. because I never really paid attention to credits or anything. But after I saw Halloween, I was like, "Oh, that's what a director does." Oh. And then I dove headfirst into loving film. So it was oh. the movie that literally sort of changed like my life. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Um. And so it, it. But so to me, it was an instant classic. But and then as years went by, I mean, for a long time, it held the record as the most profitable independent movie ever made. Right. Um, and well, so- that part it was part of it too that it was so low budget and filmed in 21 days that and that it was recouping obviously faster than other big studio pictures. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I, I uh, so after after uh, Halloween came out, John, because you don't have a lot of credits after that. No. Um, what did you end up doing after that? You know, I got well. You know, it turned into the 80s, and the 80s for me were kind of wild. So I, you, you know, know you care to elaborate on that? I, I wanted, <laughs> right. I wanted to cut my hair really punk and, you know, the agents were like, I don't know what you're doing. And, and <laughs> I never, I never really liked uh, the business part of show business. I was hated going to auditions. So uh, I was dreading I would get a call. What kind of an act, <laughs> what kind of an actor is that, you know? So uh, this is how I ended up working for the Walt Disney Company and being an actor for them for 30 years because you didn't have to audition. You auditioned once. It was like the old days of MGM Studios. You worked there as an actor. They would, you're doing this show. And so I would do that show for a year or something. So I rarely had to do the business part. I worked five days a week performing. Wow. I, it was like the dream job for me. At Disney was this in LA or it was or, at uh, World or, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Walt Disney World Walt Disney World yeah. um, did, did they have any thoughts for the fact that you were in Halloween because that seems like the polar opposite it was of one Disney. of those things that so, slowly spread through every cast that I was ever part of yeah. they somebody would go he was in Halloween <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go oh like, here we go yes it was me <laughs> It was me. Yeah. It was me. Oh, how funny! So yeah, so that's what happened. Basically, I I I decided I wanted to I wanted to act. I wanted to spend my life performing, not Audition. trying to get a job. That's what it is yeah. most of the time. Yeah. It is. So yeah. that's what I, did. I and I understand though that you did in fact write a a a play uh, in drag that was a, well, a drag play. I you did, didn't write it. You I did. I was not wearing a dress when you wrote, wrote it. Right. <laughs> And, <laughs> sorry, that's my mistake. I just pictured you at the typewriter in drag. Uh, this is going to be great. I can't get lipstick on the co- on the keys though. I I saw. Okay, so here's the. I was working at Disney for ten years. I was like, well, eventually they're going to get sick of me, right? So I got to think of something to do. I said, well, I, maybe I'll write a play. I don't know, something to do. So I saw a play where there were two actors who played. Uh, it's called Verma Vep, and. Uh, Two actors played this whole gothic tale. So they were men, they were women, they were this. It was a farce. I thought, well, I could maybe write something like that, and then I'd have something to do. So I wrote a play. It's called Murders of Drag. It was a film noir, set in a film noir thing. So people play different characters. And then it's like, women, blah, 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 blah. So it was oddly very successful. And uh, it's actually really funny. 
It's a good play. Um, he also so, was Bob in Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do have to ask this. You weren't working for Disney anymore. I was. Oh, I you was. were. So but they were fine with Halloween, but not so fine with the drag part or what? Fine. They were totally fine with that. Because it was it wasn't it wasn't really serious drag. It was just you're changing costumes, you know, yeah. you're throwing this on. So yeah, that's it was, cool. It was great. By the it's way, a drag that he was Bob in Halloween. <laughs> so by the way, uh I just I notice this every time I talk to you and every time I see you, when someone says totally, do you immediately just go totally? No, it's not quite as dramatic. As no, I say, do you get any kind of money off of that? Have you trademarked, <laughs> copyrighted, totally? Does your family beg you not to say totally? No, no, no. My family and my film life are kind of not even integrated, really. You know, uh, it'd be nice if they would come one of these days to one of my conventions. My oh. daughter did come. She was in eighth grade when you know, and now she's a mother of two. But, you know, I, I at some to... point, my grandkids will watch these movies, especially Rock and Roll High School. Especially, yeah, we'll get to yeah. it. We'll get to it. And I know that I know that I know these guys have questions too that, oh, okay. that they want to get to as well. But I do want to mention you mentioned the last time, one of the last times that you were here, uh, the first time that you actually were at the convention was 2003, I think. Oh wow! And uh, and I was lucky enough to do your Q and A then, and then uh, we screened Halloween. How many people have been at the convention for? That many years have you gone back? Remember when we used to screen movies at the Pickwick, the Pickwick Theater? Well, uh, in 2003, we screened Halloween. Was anybody there for that night when PJ introduced it? Okay. Oh well, uh, I do want to mention this really quickly because uh, it, was a, it was a dream come true for me to meet PJ and to hang out with her and have a great time. And I got to introduce her. And then we sat in the back of the theater and PJ sat next to me. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm watching Halloween with PJ Soul sitting next to me. And I'm like trying to take that in, and her daughter, who was 13, yeah. sitting next to her, and then the new scene comes up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting next to PJ Souls and her daughter. What the hell is going on right now? So does that no see at that time? Because I remember sitting next to you at that. There was a little nervous kind of giggle happening. What was that like for you? Uh, well, you know, those moments are always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she had seen the movie before that, so I, I know she was probably prepared for it. Now, having been a breastfed baby, I'm sure she didn't mind. <laughs> Those look familiar. No. <laughs> I'm sure it was very embarrassing for her, but she didn't say anything. But it, it might be the reason she doesn't come to these anymore. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned you have a son. I, I want you, your, your family. Yes. Please tell tell what your son has done. And um, well, yeah, my son uh, went to college at the Merchant Marine Academy, and then he joined the uh, Coast Guard. And today he's a commander. He's a commanding officer. Of a... Well, I'm very proud of him. Thank you. He's uh, at the moment somewhere in the seas between Haiti and Cuba. So it's it's hard to get him to get to send an email. He's like, Mom, I'm really tired. We've been up 36 hours. That's the email I get. I get yeah. good. Just as long as I know you're all right. <laughs> Can you also uh, tell him uh, a little bit about like? Some of the times he tells you, being you know, being the son of PJ Souls, every once in a while your movies pop. Oh up. well, yeah. I'm just, actually this last patrol, July Fourth. He wrote to me and he said, "Mom, just wanted to let you know, yeah, the cooks uh, got ribs and uh, and burgers and hot dogs, and oh yeah, they're showing stripes on the mess deck." <laughs> <laughs> so those moments are really sweet. <laughs> but good. yeah, a few years ago, he uh, he had a. I was actually visiting him and his two children, uh, my grandchildren, um, in Norfolk, Virginia, and. It was around Halloween, and he had the idea of 
showing to his group, Carrie. And he said, mom, would you mind doing a signing? And I said, no, that'd be fun. So for free, of course oh. I could. But his unit at the time was only about 30 people, but I ended up sitting there for like, like uh, three hours and all the other groups heard about it. And they all said, is it okay? Can we come? Can we come? So I ran out of pictures, but it was great. <laughs> um, before we open it up and we're going to open it up to, uh, to the, to the crowd here uh, to get some questions in for you. I do want to, cause you told a couple of stories that I, I think you need to tell here. Call a couple of stories on my podcast. If people haven't heard the podcast, um, you were in a film called the, uh, the, the possessed. Possessed. And television for, movie. It was a TV movie from the mid seventies, late seventies, <laughs> yeah. something yeah. like that, mid seventies. And I, it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And it starred Joan Hackett as a woman who gets possessed. And was she in charge of the girls' school? Yeah, she was the headmistress the of head the mistress. girls' school. Yeah. She gets possessed, and James Ferentino plays a reverend who exorcises her. And you were one of the girls in the school. Yeah. They were, yeah, there's a bunch of us in the school. And Harrison Ford, but I don't remember what part he played, except I do remember going to dinner with him and another girl that night, the first night that we got to, I think it was Portland or Seattle, I can't even remember when, where. But um, so we're at dinner, thought it was so nice, this cute guy invited us to dinner, but then he starts talking about his wife. And as he's talking about his wife, his foot is creeping on and his <laughs> leg is like rubbing up against mine. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. Talk about your wife and then this leg and then and then we got up to go and then uh, you know he asked both of us me and susan uh yeah so which one of you want to come back to my room <laughs> and i'm like but you just were talking about your wife so i'm out <laughs> so it was kind of creepy i don't know if the other girl did i'm not going to tell yeah. so <laughs> but there were six Ford girls on the shoot <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so harrison ford is a creep everybody <laughs> But he wasn't known at the time. I think Star Wars came out after that. And it yeah. was the seven. It was it the was seven. That's true. It was, it was a different, different. And he at least did say he had a wife. And so he was talking about how much he loved his wife and would you like to come back to my room? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Maybe she was there. Not my kind of guy. No, because they had two young kids. They had two young boys. Oh, man. Indiana yeah. Jones. I know. Man. Terrible. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay, you guys, uh, I would love, there's a microphone right here. If you have questions for John, if you have questions for PJ, we would love to hear from you. Um, and so please don't be shy. Come on up. And uh, and uh, and these guys are great. They'll answer your questions. And uh, so there you go. Go ahead. Well, I um, not answer your hey, question. Michael, how are you? Uh, thank you for, for the different ranges you went. I mean, from some of the classic horror movies of all time, to one of the greatest cult comedies of all time with rock and roll high school. Yeah. So I mean, it's just incredible. And so Thank my you. two questions are, um, last I saw I, I, one of this devil's rejects. And when I, I was such a cam, I didn't expect to see you in that. Where would you rate devil's rejects with the other classic horror films that you've been in? And second, what was it like being on the set every day with Bill Murray and, Sadly, the late Ivan Reitman. Do you have any stories about those guys hanging with them? And the late Harold Ramis, man. Yeah, Harold Harold Ramis. Ramis. not Ivan Reitman. I'm excuse me, Harold Ramis. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Um, well, uh, I think The Devil's Rejects is Rob's best film. Uh, I, my favorite scene is the end with Freebird playing, and love that. Um, I almost, I almost didn't do the movie because I uh, rented um, 
House of a Thousand Corpses just to see who Rob Zombie was as a director. And uh, I went, no, I don't think I want to be in that movie. <laughs> but my agent convinced me since I didn't die in my scene. And so I decided I'm glad I did because I love working with Sid Haig and Rob Zombie. But um, yeah, I think it's his best movie. Uh, in terms of uh, working with uh, everybody on Stripes, it was just wonderful. Everybody was great. Uh, you would think that Bill Murray was funny all the time, but it was Harold Ramis who was just funny all the time, as well as John Candy. Um, Bill was very moody. You know, I know he's from Chicago and you all love him, no. but uh, <laughs> he was when very meet, moody. When you, when you meet Bill, I've met him a few times. You don't know what Bill you're going to get. That's right. That's... But but on set and when you're actually doing uh, when the camera's rolling, you depend on him. Pro probably part of the reason for his moodiness is he has to come up with those killer lines of the reason they hire him and give him the big bucks. And um, I think the kitchen scene is a testament to that because we were supposed to be getting our first kiss out in the rain, uh, out in the uh, hill watching fireworks, but it was raining outside. So we had to come inside. It was three o'clock in the morning. Bill opens the refrigerator in the kitchen, pulls out a carrot. And I said, what are you going to do with that? And Ivan Reitman said, bring the camera in. He knew exactly what Bill was going to do because, you know, you can always count on Bill. I mean, but obviously, you great. know, having the having the Second City background improvisation is oh, big. Was absolutely. that fun to improvise? Uh, I loved it. Yeah, it was fun for me. I did it. I've done it, you know, since Carrie. I mean, Carrie only had one line. Thanks a lot. Carrie. And when I hit her over the head with the baseball hat and the rest of the time, all the lines that I speak, I just made up. So I was grateful for that training before I met the Bill Murray. I love <laughs> I, I love the fact, though, that um, you during the prom scene, initially, you didn't want to wear the hat but then well the i didn't come out with it yeah. i yeah and and he he said where's your hat and i went well i'm wearing a prom dress he goes oh norma always wears her hat <laughs> so i put it on top of the hair dryer just to see if he would notice and he did <laughs> can you tell the story since somebody mentioned devil's rejects somebody mentioned rob zombie um can you tell a story please tell the story about uh going to rob zombie's 40th birthday party and what oh okay and what happened there and who showed up but also, I, I on the uh, when we were filming, I brought on the CD of Local H, who's also Chicago. Oh, like Local H, yeah, yeah. How about just that? Just because yeah. since he's obviously a musician, I thought you know, and I hadn't even really met Rob Zombie before the first day. We only did one day, but and I said, "Hi, I thought you might like this. You could play it later." Blah blah blah. All day long, all he played whenever we had a break, whatever happened to PJ Souls. So yeah. it was fun, but kind of annoying. But also <laughs> at noon, he brought when I was eating lunch, he brought all his stuff for me to sign. I'm like, is this why I got the job? <laughs> <laughs> he literally had 25 things so so because of that and you know having gone to the screening or whatever then it was his 40th birthday and he had a big party at this club and my boyfriend rob and i were hesitant to go and i don't like parties i don't like hollywood i'm not into that kind of thing i like to get to bed by 10 o'clock but i thought all right what will i give him i have so many scripts maybe i could give him something special you know i don't want to give him a c's candy so i thought well my halloween script he might like that because it's kind of you know a horror movie and it it was missing its cover and it was really ratty and I, I think I had another copy of it too but so I thought well my kids have stripes and they have Rockland High School so I'll just you know I'll I'll wrap it up and I go there and put it on this big pile of of presents and it's just this thin thing that I wrap and it's pouring rain outside and I thought oh my gosh you know I hope I hope it gets to his into his hands and so I put on the pile and in walks Nick Cage with a, a shrunken head. 
and everybody instantly like gloms around it and oh my god that's the best present oh my god where'd you get it over so i thought oh he's like he's really gonna like a, a tattered old script but anyway so we leave that night it's pouring rain like i said puddles everywhere and i'm visualizing it's falling in and a car going over it and he'll never get it 7 a.m at that time we had um answering machines 7 a.m sunday morning phone rings i'm like who is calling at this hour and so you know i let it i let the answering machine picked up so it's recorded i should have saved it but i don't have it and it's pj it's rob oh my god this is the best present anyone has ever given me in my whole life i love it i love it i'm wrapping it up it's going in my vault no one's ever going to touch it but me thank you thank you it's the best present i've ever gotten <laughs> <laughs> and then he made halloween <laughs> so screw nicholas cage and his shrunken head <laughs> It's not uh, about how much it costs. <laughs> I would have killed to get that script. And I may kill Rob Zombie. Okay. I think he's still in town. I think I got a chance. He played last night. I the, know. Yeah. Um, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yeah. Sean um, Clark. Yeah. Okay. Time for one more. Hey, I was going to ask you about that hat and carry, but I think you answered it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but the other one would be um, working with, did you have, I don't think you had any scene with John Travolta. Did you and Carrie? Like, did everyone no, but I did my screen again? test with him and he was very lovely. We did uh, three times. I went to his apartment and we did our scene because I was up for the part originally of Chris played by Nancy Allen because there was no Norma. There's no Norma in the Stephen King book. And there was just that one Norma line. At least Brian gave her a name <laughs> for the volleyball game. But yeah, so we screen tested and it was great because we had we'd never I, I knew Sissy. I knew her from New York. But um, the day of the screen test, she came in and. We all looked at her like, what are you doing here? Because she was never at any of the three auditions that the whole group who ended up actually being in the in the movie in some capacity, we were all, you know, handpicked by Brian to to come and read several times. And um, and Sissy was there. And of course, she knocked it out of the park. And and she was there only because she was married to Jack Fisk, who was the set designer. And he said, please just let my wife, you know, let her uh, audition. I, I think she could really nail this part. And of course, she did. Amy Irving was up for the part of Carrie. But then she ended up getting Sue. Yeah. And then I ended up getting the Norma that I had to create, well, <laughs> which was great. great. So to, to, to wrap things up, uh, um, you guys, uh, as a couple on screen, it's so much fun. Um, what was it like when you guys were working together? You know, your scenes together. Did you did you improvise at all? Did you play around a lot? What was it, it was like? And, and, and that and that <laughs> and did, has anybody ever said, man, you really are quick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> This was this was one of my gripes yeah. when, we were, when we were doing this, and I remember John saying, "You need to tone down." Like I was trying to make it look realistic, you know, like but, teenage boy. Right? I, yeah, well, there's that, I guess. But um, but he was like, "You don't need to." I put this? You don't need to pump like, <laughs> so much. And I was like, I was thought, I thought I was doing good, you know, and so I remember that. I don't, <laughs> but now I do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe that's why it was so quick. <laughs> I think it's a time element. Deborah's probably going. John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were really like, you need to kind of tone it down a little bit. So we toned it down. So he, he made you a premature ejaculator. I, I, and it was, 
Yes, he did. And so if, if anyone runs into him next month, you might want to still have a little bit of a gripe about That's that. That's why Linda wanted to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> After a beer, maybe that was going to slow yeah. him down. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, like, I also love it's so 70s. It's like as soon as you guys are done, the cigarettes. The cigarette. And the bad smoking, too. Oh, bad. Were you guys smokers? Bad. No. no, no! Oh my God, the worst. can you not tell? I That's mean, the one thing my kids are horrified—not the sex scene, but mom, you were smoking. <laughs> the drinking is okay. Oh right, right. <laughs> well, um, well, you guys are great together in the movie. How you guys? How often do you get to see each other every once in a while on the circuit and well, doing the last concerts? year? We yeah. were yeah, it's been or, a year. Yeah. yeah, we were in Orlando, so, yeah. so it's always fun. <laughs> How can you not love? Oh, I mean, mean, as you honestly, she is the best. You know, she's the sweetest. So she's exactly what she sees. And we all love Bob's toes. (laughs) By the way, I do want to mention this before we before we let you. Yeah, yeah. It's just the toes. It's nothing else. It's the toes. Somebody did tell me yesterday that I had magnificent feet. So you stay away from that person. Yeah, you stay away from that person. But I do want to say, and I think before before uh, you guys came in here, we did agree, or at least the people that were in here, because some people might have new, newer people might have come. We did agree that you do indeed have the best death scene in Halloween. Yes. The best kill. Uh, stay after the door. It's legendary. It's legendary. It's great. It is a great scene. I'm very excited to be the best kill. <laughs> I know Premier Magazine in 1999 said it was the best kill in any oh, horror film yeah. ever. That's true. So, no, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's really, that's really great. It's really great. Even though it's completely unrealistic. No. <laughs> Makes that, no yeah, sense. How much, did you, how much did you weigh then? A lot less. Uh, probably. But more than a knife. The knife was this big. Yeah. <laughs> and three quarters of it is sticking out. So there's no, it didn't go, you know, there's no way any of that could yeah. possibly happen. Yeah. I will say this now. Is that that's you hanging on the wall? Okay, and it was 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 it, was it Nick under the mask when he did yes. this? Yes. What was that like on the set? Because I understand that like that was not was not really in the script. So when he did the like, who was that? John's direction, like to do the thing where he looks at you like a dog. I don't remember. Nick tells that story. I think. I think Nick came I think, up with. I think it. Nick did it. Yeah. See, I think John. I think John said. Take a minute yeah. and sort of you know your enjoy work. your work. I, here's what here's what, okay, Esmeralda, bring it back yeah. to bring it back to what Esmeralda said. Here's what I think, Esmeralda. When yeah. you were talking a little bit earlier about why is he so clever, he was coming up with all that shit at that moment. Right. Yeah. He was going like this, going, I'm gonna get the sheet, I'm gonna cut a hole in the sheet, I'm gonna take the glasses, and I'm gonna put them on. And he's like, I love those bad 70s glasses. I need them. <laughs> so there it is. There's your answer. There you go. See? <laughs> Hey, let's hear it for uh, for PJ and John. Um, you got come to the table, sign your autographs. You get selfies. They've got uh, the photo ops coming up together and apart and separately. And the photo ops are right next door. And uh, and uh, and again, one more time for PJ and John. Thank you very much, you guys. <laughs>